Hey, thanks for checking out this message from LifeGate Church. We hope that God uses this message to encourage you and to help you live in the freedom and purpose that Jesus has for your life. All right, good morning, everyone. Good morning, church. Morning, those online. Uh, Arise, uh, you're going to be heading out with Christy. Uh, Arise and empower. So, uh, if I haven't met you, my name's Andrew, I'm the service pastor here at Padstow, and it's great to have you with us this morning. Um, So, as a church, we've been looking at this idea of what it means to be faithful, what it means to be full of faith over this year. And I want to talk today about what it means to live empowered by God. It's something that I've been really fascinated with, really been pressing into over the last 10 years particularly. What does it mean to live every day with God? Not just Sunday, but every day. And um, I want to start by sharing uh, some of my experiences uh, over the last year. So um, there's been many times in my life where I've found myself uh, in challenges that seem overwhelming. Anyone ever felt overwhelmed by life's challenges before? And uh, at the end of last year, there were a few things that kind of happened all at once. The first was uh, in about October, I started uh, having really severe health impacts with my back and other parts of my body. Um, So my health was suffering. I was really struggling, in a lot of pain each and every day. Um, At the same time, Uh, I transitioned into a new role at work, which obviously any new role comes with a lot of learning and a lot of challenges. Um, And so getting settled, getting used to what I was meant to be doing. And then at the same time, uh, finding out that I was becoming a father. Now, one of those on its own would be enough that you would go, oh yeah, that's a pretty big challenge. But as we know, life doesn't just come at convenient times, uh, and often it's not just one challenge, but multiple challenges that you're facing or juggling at once. And um, each of these presented unique challenges, and the kind that sometimes can feel a little bit like mountains. Now, these mountains felt uh, overwhelming. They felt like I was going, how, how am I ever going to be able to face or climb to the top of these mountains. Uh, some, some of you may not know this, but uh, my first job out of school was actually working as an outdoor adventure guide. So I would take groups uh, and individuals on expeditions in the bush. And one of my favourite things was taking people abseiling because there's nothing like seeing the absolute terror in people's faces uh, when they're standing on the edge of a cliff and their legs just start shaking, and suddenly someone who was super confident and was like, oh, yeah, I've got this, no worries. And then they're at the edge, and they're like... Um, But uh, one, one of the things is that when you're in that moment, it seems completely overwhelming. But as soon as you take that first step and you get over that cliff... I used to tell people, like, that's the hardest bit right there, the, the first lean back. But once you're leaning, actually everything from there, that's when you start to have fun. That's when things get a little bit easier. 
And so you'd see all these people, they'd take that first step, they'd be terrified, but then they'd start going down and suddenly what was seemingly impossible actually became possible. Now, the same can be said of life. And I remember the end of last year feeling a lot of uncertainty, uh, um, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety. It was as though I was standing at the base of a mountain with no gear, no guide, and no experience in mountain climbing. I felt like I didn't have the strength to face these challenges on my own. And maybe that's where you feel like you're at today. Maybe you've faced or you're currently facing mountains in your life. These challenges that can take different forms. Maybe it's challenges with friendships or relationships. Maybe there's been conflict and relationships or friendships have broken down. Maybe it's you've lost a relationship or a friendship and it's learning how to let go and how to you know, move on and resolve that within yourself. Maybe it's financial challenges, maybe challenges, difficulty that you didn't expect that came your way. Maybe it's problems in your career where your career just isn't quite where you thought it would be at this point. Or maybe you've got a manager that's really challenging. I'm sure we've all had a very difficult boss at one point or another in our lives. Maybe it's uh, challenges in your family, raising your, your kids. Or maybe it's grieving the loss of a loved one. Or maybe it's challenges in your faith. Maybe it's these doubts that have built up over time that seem overwhelming and you're not quite sure where to go from here. Or maybe it's hurt. Maybe you've been a part of a church or maybe many churches that have hurt you and you're not quite sure how to navigate forwards in life. See, just like me, you probably found yourself looking at these mountains, these challenges, feeling ill-equipped and uncertain of how to get through them. But what if I told you there's a source of strength and guidance for us all? There's a character in the Bible who faced incredible challenges as well, and his name was Moses. See, Moses was a man who faced numerous challenges in his life, yet he was able to overcome them, not because of his strength, but because he allowed God to work through him. And so I want to read from Hebrews 11. This is the summary of Moses' life. It says, By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born. Now, this was because the the king, the pharaoh at the time, sent out a rule that said uh, every firstborn Hebrew child was to be put to death. And so his parents, by faith, hid him, knowing that he wasn't no ordinary child and because they were not afraid of the king's rule. It continues on, by faith, when he had grown up, he refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. See, when he was found as a baby, he grew up in the royal household. And by faith, he refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. What happens is he sees this injustice uh, of how the Egyptians are treating the Hebrew people and he stands up and he actually ends up killing one of the guards and fleeing into the wilderness. See, he... He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. 
By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who was invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. See, we, hear, we see in this summary, when we look at the life of Moses, we see a story that really exemplifies living each and every day empowered by God. And his story goes through many stages. And I want to look at four of those stages, each corresponding to a key lesson that we can apply in our own life. See, for me, this is what it looks like to live empowered by God. The first is allowing God or letting him reassure you. The second is to lean into God's strength. The third is to seek his guidance. And the fourth is continue to be obedient. That's what it looks like to live empowered by God. So the first I want to look at is around letting God reassure you. See, Moses' life begins in a place of vulnerability and fear, yet God's assurance becomes his source of courage. Moses was initially hesitant when God called him to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. He doubted his abilities. This is what Moses says to God. This is the encounter. Moses said to the Lord, Pardon your servant, Lord. I've never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I'm slow of speech and tongue. In other words, he's not a great public speaker. Maybe these days Moses would go, Actually, you know what, God? I don't like conflict. Or maybe he'd say, I'm an introvert. I don't want to talk to people. See, despite Moses' doubts, God reassures him. This is what God says to him. The Lord said to him, Who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak, and I'll teach you what to say. See, here we see that God reassured Moses. And he reassures us in our moments of doubt. There's been many times over the last year where I've needed reassurance. Maybe it's I'm feeling anxious because of what's happening with my health or uncertain about what it looks like to be a parent or overwhelmed with work and what's happening and trying to juggle what I'm juggling, right? There's been many times where I've said, God, I need your reassurance right now. Now, why I say let God reassure you is because God waits for our invitation to come and move in our life. He doesn't force his way in. It's kind of like, imagine if you came to church and someone said, oh, you look upset, and they just hugged you without your permission. You'd be like, whoa, get off me. I don't know you. It's the same thing with God. We've got to ask him, God, I need your reassurance. I need you to give me a sense of peace. I need you to help me not feel overwhelmed by these circumstances. Now, that's from the Old Testament. Here's the promise that Jesus says in the New Testament. He says in John 14, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. See, our first step in living empowered by God is to allow his reassurance to wash over our insecurities, knowing that he qualifies us 
for what's ahead, that he gives us what we need. So that's the first thing, to let God reassure you. The second thing is to lean into God's strength. See, as Moses stepped into his role as a leader, he faced a challenging opponent, the Pharaoh of Egypt. Imagine standing before the ruler of a mighty empire and asserting God's command to let his people go. Now, is anyone else like a non-confrontational person? Anyone else challenged with that? Yeah? Everyone that like was like that? Um, now, whenever I see a policeman, even if they're just going up to pod for a coffee, I immediately get terrified. It doesn't even matter if I've done anything wrong. Even when I see them in my mirror of my car, I'm like, oh no, I must have done something. Did I indicate? Did I not indicate? I don't know. So imagine going to the most powerful ruler of the land as someone who struggles to public speak, as someone who is probably going to be facing death, How was he able to do that? Was it because he went home and looked in the mirror and rehearsed what he was going to say a few times? It was because he leaned into the strength that God gave him. See, this is what it says in Exodus 7. Then the Lord said to Moses, See, I have made you like God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. You ought to say everything I command you, and your brother Aaron is to let Pharaoh Tell Pharaoh to let the Israelites go out of his country. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and though I multiply my signs and wonders in Egypt, he will not listen to you. See, this divine empowerment enabled Moses to confront Pharaoh and perform miraculous signs. And in our lives too, we may face challenges that seem larger than life. These are the moments to lean into God's strength, remembering the battles we face are not ours alone, but God's. And that's something I've had to do, um, especially over the last year, as I've been struggling with my health. There's been some days where like, I feel like I can't even stand. There's days where I felt like I'm, I'm not even sure if I can get out of bed today. And so I've had to go, God, I need your strength today. I need you to empower me. I can't do this on my own. And interestingly, that's often the time where we ask for God's strength the most, right? When we feel like we're capable, when we feel like we have it all in control, there's not really as much of a need. But if you've ever been in one of those moments where you feel like you can't do it at all, those are the moments where you lean into God's strength the most. See, this is the promise that Jesus says, right? This is what he says to his followers. He says, Very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing, because whatever the father does, the son also does. See, in this verse, Jesus emphasizes his reliance on the father's strength and wisdom. And if he, the son of God, the one who did miraculous things, does nothing independently, but completely leans into the father... What does that mean for the rest of us? This is an example that for us, reminding us to also lean into God's strength in all situations in our life as we seek to live empowered by him. 
The third thing is around seeking his guidance. See, after successfully leading the Israelites out of Egypt, Moses found himself in the wilderness navigating a path for a whole nation. Now, I don't know if anyone's ever been on a bushwalk and you try bush bashing, and at one point you realize, uh-oh, I've got no clue where I am. I've had that happen a few times. It's pretty terrifying. And you're like, I don't know which direction I'm supposed to go. Now, this is the same for Moses. He was in the wilderness. It was uncharted territory. It was filled with uncertainty and danger. Yet Moses didn't lose his way because God guided him. How did God guide him? Well, it wasn't with the GPS. But it was actually... This is what it says in Exodus 13. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. Now that's an interesting thing right there, right? God didn't take them the easy way because he knew that if he did, the first sign of trouble, they'd most likely run back. So he took them the longer way, the more challenging way. So God led the people around by the desert road towards the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him because Joseph had made the Israelites swear an oath. He said, God will surely come to your aid and then you must carry my bones up with you from this place. After leaving Succoth, they camped to Etham on the edge of the desert. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel by day or by night. So here's the thing for us, right? We're not on our own. God goes ahead of us. He prepares the way for us, and he's there to guide us every step of the way. For Moses, God didn't just turn around and be like, You're on your own, mate. Good luck. See you at the end. He guided him every step of the way with what he needed. And God's guidance was for Moses and the Israelites. And in our own wilderness moments, when we're unsure of the path ahead, we must seek his guidance, trusting that just as he led Moses, he will lead us. Now, that's something I've had to do in my own life as well, because... um, when working out what was happening with my health and everything else, I had to see a lot of specialists. And specialists are confusing at the best of times. Trying to figure out how to be a parent, that's confusing at the best of times. It seems like every single book you pick up says something polar opposite. Same, you go to one specialist and they say it's this. You go to another and they say it's this. So in the midst of that, How are you meant to work out what to do? And so there's many times where I just had to go, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, and I need you to guide me in the way forward. See, this is what Jesus promises in John 16. He says, but when he, the spirit of truth, that's the Holy Spirit, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. Now, I don't know about you, but I find the world more chaotic and confusing than ever. I don't bother reading the news most of the time because it just makes me frustrated. 
makes me just go, has everyone lost their minds, man? Same with social media. And it's more important than ever, I think, to seek God's guidance, to be guided by the spirit of truth, because we're entering an age where truth is becoming less and less clear. And uh, I, I don't know if anyone's had a chance to see the new Mission Impossible movie yet. I saw it the other week. But without spoiling too much, basically the underarching problem is that there's this artificial intelligence that is able to break into kind of these secure systems and change the truth. And so they don't know what information to trust anymore. Now, whilst there's AI and other things, I feel like the world doesn't even need AI to do that. I feel like people do a pretty good job of doing that on their own. And so it's more important than ever that we live each and every day asking God for his guidance, asking him to lead us into truth so that we can know how to navigate the uncertainty of life with confidence. The last thing is around continuing to be obedient. Now, I don't know what you think of when you hear obedience. Maybe you had a really hard uh, parent figure that was very disciplinary. Maybe you had a principle like that or something like that. I think for a lot of us, when we hear obedience, something rises up within us, even with authority figures sometimes, where it can be like, no, you can't tell me what to do. I'm going to live my way. But another way to think of this is continue to say yes. When God says, hey, I want you to serve that person, you go, yes, God. When he says, hey, I want you to be generous towards this person, say, yes, God. Hey, I want you to be praying for that family. Yes, God. See, throughout his life, Moses demonstrated obedience to God's command. Whether it was confronting Pharaoh, leading the Israelites, interceding for them, Moses said yes, even when it was difficult or it didn't make sense. This is what it says in Exodus 7-2, right? You are to say everything I command you, and your brother Aaron is to tell Pharaoh to let the Israelites go out of his country. This is one of the first commands that Moses is given by God, and it sets up the rest of his life. Now, just like abseiling, as I was saying, the first step's always the hardest, and it's the same thing with saying yes to God, of being obedient, of stepping out and doing what he wants you to do. The first yes is always the hardest. But the more you do it, the easier it becomes. This is, what, um, this, this is what we can see from this, is Moses' obedience teaches us that to live empowered by God, we need to obey his commands even when it's challenging. And it's through this continued obedience or saying yes that we remain aligned with God's will and can effectively live empowered by him. Now, this is what Jesus says to his followers in John 14. If you love me, keep my commands. And Jesus didn't say that because he wanted us to tick all the boxes, because he wanted us to live within this parameter, but it was actually because he knew that if we lived like him, 
not only would it be better for us, but better for those around us as well. He knew that by following his ways that we would find greater freedom and greater purpose for our lives and for those around us as well. See, reflecting on Moses' life, we see a story of a man who lived empowered by God. He allowed God to reassure him. He leaned into God's strength. He sought his guidance and he remained obedient to his commands. And so as we face our own mountains, may we, like Moses, experience the empowerment that comes from God and live according to these lessons in our own life. Now, to kind of go back to my story I shared at the start, right? October last year, feeling overwhelmed, lots of change, not sure how I was going to navigate my way through it. But along the way, having to ask for God's reassurance, leaning into his strength, asking for his guidance, and continuing to say yes. Now, where I've seen God for me, first with my health, um, back in June on the long weekend, we had a leader's getaway. And I was still in a lot of pain, on a lot of medication, struggling to sleep, all sorts of things. The specialist didn't really know what to do. I kind of felt a little bit hopeless. I'm like, there's not anything more I can do. I don't know what else I can do. And over that weekend, people prayed for me. As I was getting prayed for, I felt God encouraging me to go, all right, you've been prayed for. Now I want you to go pray for other people. And so that's what I did. And as I went to bed that night, I felt God's prompting again. Hey, I want you to stop taking the medication. I want you to put your trust in me. And so that's what I did. And I went to bed and I woke up the next day without any pain. And since then, I have not had any pain. My body is strong. I haven't taken any medication since then. And life is a whole lot easier and a whole lot better. Now, with work, um, as I said, changed into a new role. And uh, my, my first thought was this, this is going to be a sink or swim moment. Either one or two things is going to happen in a couple of months. I'm going to be packing my box of things and on my way. Or I'm going to grow through the process. I'm going to learn lots. And thankfully, I'm still employed. Uh, I've learned a lot through the process. I've grown in a lot of different ways. I've uh, grown in my leadership, but also my ability to do my job. Uh, and then lastly, stepping into parenthood of trying to figure out what that looks like. And now we're at 35 weeks. Only got a few more weeks to go. And whilst... whilst I, I can't prepare because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what it's going to be like. I'm prepared in the sense that I know that whatever I face, God has gone before me. God is with me. And so I'm stepping into that with excitement rather than anxiety. So that's my story of the last 10 months. And I want to share that as an encouragement because if God can do that for Moses, if God can do that for me, he can absolutely do it for you. He's a God that is the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. And so what does that mean for you? 
Just like Moses, you can face your mountains, not with your strength, but with God's. Now, that doesn't mean that your mountains will instantly disappear. Sometimes they take a while to get through. But it means that you won't face them alone. You'll be equipped with God's power and guidance. And so I wonder for you, what's next for you? Maybe it's you having a lot of fear and uncertainty about what's next. Maybe what you need to do is you need to let God reassure you. You need to turn your self-doubts over to him and to allow his reassurance to replace those fears. Maybe the second thing is to lean into God's strength. When you face challenges, remember that you're not fighting alone, but God is fighting on your behalf. Maybe for you, you need to seek his guidance. Maybe you're feeling uncertain and you're not quite sure what the next step is. Maybe you need to actively seek God's guidance as he promises to lead us just as he led Moses. Or maybe lastly, you need to continue to be obedient. You need to continue to say yes each and every day. See, obedience to God is a pathway to experiencing his empowerment. Even when it's challenging, choosing to say yes, God. You've asked, I say yes. So here's what I want you to do as we come to the end of our service. I'm going to invite the band up and just with that, I want you to consider which of those things you feel like you need to do to better live empowered by God. And what I want you to do is I want you to ask God in whatever that area is. It may look simply like, dear God, I'm, I'm feeling unsure, I'm feeling uncertain. Would you bring reassurance to this circumstance for me? It doesn't have to be complicated. It can be simple. Take some time right now to think about those four things I shared about and where you want God to help you live more empowered. Thanks so much for checking out this message. LifeGate Church has people meeting in person and online in many different locations and we'd love to help you get connected. My name's Andrew and I lead our online team here at LifeGate Church and it's our job to do exactly that. We'd love to help you find community, get support and prayer and take your next step. So why don't you connect with us and take your next step at lifegate.org.au and click the next step button.